I want to share with you from Scripture this morning on this Palm Sunday from Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34. Wonderful few verses of Scripture here. And today I'd like to talk about celebration. The psalmist wrote and he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. and Let us exalt his name together. Father, we pray for your blessing and your anointing to be upon the word of God today. Lord, on this very special day that we celebrate the worship of the King, would you just speak something into our spirit and into our heart that will encourage us? We're not in denial this morning, Lord. We recognize and understand that it is an, an uncertain time and there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of worry, there's a lot of concern. But thank God we know the peace speaker. We know him by name. His name is Jesus. Lord, I ask you today to just give someone a fresh perspective that will help them to live in victory, even during this challenging season. We give glory and honor to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So for a few moments today, let me talk to you about before and after celebration. Before and after celebration. As you are, so am I, a creature of habit. We're certainly discovering that during this season, we are forced to make changes that all of us are very uncomfortable with. There's a sequential order to things in our minds that should never change. And in our minds, when our patterns are interrupted, it throws us off in a big way. You have dinner before, you have dessert after. Baby walks first, baby runs second. You graduate high school, then you graduate college. You date first, then after that you get engaged. You do a good job before, you get a promotion after. And because of the way we were kind of created and the way we are wired in the things concerning celebration and rejoicing and praise, we have a tendency to be very result-oriented people. We find that it's great to celebrate after you see something take place. We celebrate victory when our team wins, only after our team wins. And it's certainly biblical to do that. When something God does something great in your life, it should cause a great celebration to take place. The Lord led me to the book of Exodus this past week, and I was looking at the Red Sea. In the 14th chapter of Exodus, we see what is happening before the great miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. God had already told Moses that when Pharaoh let the people go, that Pharaoh would come after the Jews and and he would try to destroy them, but God promised the people of God that he would give them the victory. Now, I assure you today, the people's minds were not on praising God and 
celebrating their deliverance. In fact, when they heard that the Egyptian army was coming after them, the Bible says they, they, uh, they began to talk about needing graveyards out in the wilderness or going back to the flesh pots in Egypt when they saw the enemy pursuing them. But let me tell you something. God did four things right here that I think are worth celebrating for the children of Israel. First of all, he, he created a cloud, and he brought that cloud down between the people of God and the army that was pursuing them. That was the first thing he did. The second thing he did, he held the sea back, the Red Sea, so that the Jewish people could walk across on dry ground. That was the second thing he did. The third thing he did, he took out his big old heavenly divine crescent wrench and he went down into the middle of that riverbed. And when the Egyptians' chariots got in there, God Almighty took the wheels off of the chariots so that the Egyptians couldn't move any further forward or backward in pursuing the people of God. They were stranded right there in the dry riverbed. And then the fourth thing he did, he let go of the Red Sea and it drowned every one of the Egyptians. All of them perished. I'm telling you, you're talking about a celebration. There was a celebration that took place. There was a celebration that took place after the miracle. In fact, in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 1, this was the song that they were singing. They said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. There was a parade of celebration after the miracle. There was a parade of praise after the miracle. The ladies were dancing led by Miriam, Moses' sister. The scripture says the tambourines were, were playing loud. Jubilation after the victory is won. Exuberant praise to God after the conquest. A great celebration after a great miracle. And that's the typical cycle isn't it? You pray before and then you praise after. You complain and murmur before and then you praise after. You win the battle and you celebrate after. And let me tell you something today, friends. When God performs a miracle, you should celebrate. Every one of us on these grounds today, we have so many reasons to celebrate. God has been so good to us. The prophet asked the question, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I'm here to declare to you the arm of the Lord has been revealed unto you and unto me. The scripture says we are to praise God from whom all blessings flow. Every time God does something for you, you ought to celebrate what God has done for you for you. That's why the scripture says, bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord O my soul and forget not all of his benefits because he has forgiven all of my sins and he's healed all of my diseases. I tell you what, let's just take a praise break right now. Why don't you just hit them horns or throw them hands out 
the windows. Why don't you just lift up a praise unto God because he has blessed you with wonderful gifts from on high and you have every right to celebrate after the good things he's done for you. Amen and amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, it's exciting. You see, this Palm Sunday is about celebrating for the King has already come. Matthew 21, Mark 11, Luke chapter 19, you find the Jewish people, they are celebrating because for years in their mind, they have waited and they have wondered. For years in their mind, they've been oppressed by this Roman regime that has, has treated them badly. And so someone, I don't know how it all happened, but someone must have piped up, here comes our king. Oh, the celebration begins. They see him as he's riding on the back of a young donkey coming down the streets of outside of the city. Surely in their minds, this means the oppression is over. The chains of oppression are broken off. In their minds, they're thinking, we are liberated. We are free. And so because the king is here, they're celebrating after the king has arrived. And the Bible says they took off their garments and they threw them down in the street. The Bible says they cut palm branches down out of the trees and they strode them in front of the donkey. The Bible says the people were following the donkey and they were in front of the donkey and all they were saying constantly was Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The king is here. Our miracle has come and now we can celebrate. I noticed something I had never seen until this week. I was looking in the account in Luke chapter 19 and verse 37 and listen to what it says. It says the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Watch this. For all the mighty works which they had already seen. They had seen eyes been open. They had seen ears that had been unstopped. They had watched the dead raise back to life. They had seen their miracle and they had encountered their king. This was clearly an after celebration. This is clearly has to be our king that we've been waiting for for all of these hundreds and hundreds of years. But let me tell you, I have also come to preach to you today that it is also biblical to celebrate before, before. You see, it goes against our grain because we are results-oriented people. But I'm telling you, if we could ever get it in our spirit to celebrate and to praise God before the miracle, that's when we would learn how to live in victory day in and day out. We wouldn't just have we wouldn't just have victory after a miracle. We would celebrate before 
before the miracle. We say, I don't know if that's biblical. Well, let's, let's find out from the scripture. In Joshua chapter 6, the, the nation of Israel is up against uh, uh, the conquest of Canaan. And, and they have been told there, there's nothing to celebrate in their minds yet. There's no victory. They're up against a formidable foe in Jericho. And so what, what are they told to do? They're told to march around the city for six days, one time each day for six days. And when you get to day number seven, uh, they'll march around the city seven times. And at the queue, let the trumpets start to sound, let the music start to play, and let there be a great shout. Let me tell you something. What you need to get in your spirit is that nothing had happened of great consequence yet. No great victory had been accomplished and fulfilled yet, but they were still admonished to celebrate before the victory. The Bible says that they did all of that. They were obedient to the Lord. And watch this. When they got to that seventh time on the seventh day, the scripture said they let out a shout and the Bible said the walls of the city fell down flat. That's what I call celebrating before the victory comes. If you go over to Acts chapter 16, you will read about two back beaten men of God. They lay chained hand and feet in prison bars of doom and gloom. They were bleeding. They were sore. They were dehydrated. They were hungry. But in verse 25 of chapter 16, there began to be a celebration of sorts. Oh, you say, well, they didn't have no reason to celebrate. They were chained between cards. They, they were beaten. They were bloodied. They were all bruised up. They, their life was probably ebbing from them but one looked over at the other Paul looked over in Silas and said hey I got an idea why don't we sing a song and the Bible says they began to pray and sing praises unto God where all the prisoners around them could hear them well let me tell you what happened at that point at that point an earthquake came down from heaven and shook open every one of the prison doors and not only were they liberated and set free but everybody that was in prison was all so liberated and set free. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost on this platform. I'm telling you right now what God is looking for. He's looking for people that will praise him, not just after he does something for you, but on this Palm Sunday, you realize I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be in my mouth. He will give me my victory after. He will give me my victory before. I have victory every day that I live in the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Oh, this be a good time to honk the horn. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. God's people were oppressed by the enemy. God tells them to show up at the battle. But when you get there, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They showed up against an army that was much bigger than them. When they got there, you know what they did? You said, well, they put the best warriors up front. No. They put their, they put their arsenal in place. No. no. I'll tell you what they did. They appointed a choir. I said they appointed a choir. They put a choir right there on the front line to face an opposing force. <laughs> and the choir began to sing praises unto God. In other words, they began to celebrate before the victory was even accomplished. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
What are you saying, preacher? When they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Bible says the Lord sent ambushments against the enemy. God destroyed the enemy, and God's people never lifted a finger. All they did was exercise their vocal cords in praise unto the Lord. I'm calling on some saved folks and some Holy Ghost-filled folks and some joy-filled folks that haven't seen your miracle yet. It's time to celebrate first. It's time to celebrate before. Too many are scared, and they're worried, and they're anxious. And some of you right here, right on this property, you're, you're worried about your home and your job. I'm telling you right I'll just be honest with you. If you watch the news... You think you're ready for a pill or a counselor after you turn it off. That's how bad things are. You don't get nothing but gloom. You don't get nothing but despair. But I'm telling you on this Palm Sunday, Jesus Christ is still King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm telling you on this Palm Sunday, I'm still the redeemed of the Lord. I'm telling you on this Palm Sunday, I'm still a child of God, and I've got a right to celebrate goodness of God the world is looking at us I don't know how in the world anybody could live right now without Jesus in their heart I don't know how anyone in the world could make it through what this worldwide situation has brought without having the Lord but thank God I do have Jesus on the inside. I do have the Lord in my heart. Someone, some child of God has to rise up and say, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. God shows up when you celebrate him before. God makes a way when you worship him. When you take the attention off yourself, God tears down walls through your praise. God fights your battles when you exalt him. See, as I was thinking about this, I was reminded that the king did come. The Jews, they thought he was coming to overthrow the Romans. No, that's what, that, that was never his plan. His plan was to provide a salvation for all mankind and giving his life as a ransom for many. Having said that, though, as this preacher stands in front of you today, I am celebrating in advance of the king coming back. I'm celebrating some before today because this same king is coming back. He's coming back first in the clouds, but secondly, he's going to come back riding on a, not on a donkey, but on a white horse. And you and I will be riding white horses with him. I've been on a horse one time, and it was a bad experience. That horse was in a bad mood. 
I'm telling you, it only took that horse one time rising up on its back legs for me to say, get me off of that horse. And I got off that horse. And you know what I said? I said, I'll never get on a horse again. I lied. I lied. I didn't even realize I lied. Because according to Revelation chapter 19, there's a day coming when the King of kings and the Lord of lords is going to descend from heaven. He's going to be coming on a white horse with a vesture that says King of kings and Lord of lords and the armies of heaven are going to be coming with him. He's going to split Mount Olivet. He's going to ride into the eastern gate of that city. That gold dome you see today that represents Islam, it's not going to be there in that time. It's going to come crashing down and the third temple, the eternal temple, is going to be erected and Jesus is going to reign in Jerusalem as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You say, why are you getting so happy? I tell you, I celebrate everything he has done for me, but it's nothing in comparison to what he's about to do for me when he comes to take me home. Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. This is why we celebrate. We're on the winning side. We will not lose our victory over COVID-19. We are overcomers, and our eternal victory is about to be realized for all of eternity. The Scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I was serving the devil as my daddy until the day I met Jesus. And Jesus snatched me out of the claws of the devil and made me a child of the king. <laughs> Celebrate after. Celebrate after. But God's called you to celebrate before as well. Don't you get down in the mully grubs on this Palm Sunday. This is the greatest week of the 52 weeks of the year for the child of God. Don't you despair. God has this all under control. You say, well, aren't you nervous? Aren't you worried about getting the coronavirus? You know, there's been people of all ages that have gone out of here because of the coronavirus. Well, let me just let you in on a little secret. I'm not lining up for it, but I'm going to tell you this. If that happens to be the way God chooses to take me, I'm going to be a whole lot better when he takes me than everybody on this property. Because once I make it to glory, I ain't going to want to come back. And the Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Can I get one more honking of the horn here? Can we just celebrate the goodness of Almighty God on this Palm Sunday? He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Bow your heads with me. Jesus, we thank you today. Our great creator, you have given us this beautiful day to celebrate not the King of the Jews, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't know, maybe there's someone that's on these premises today that 
that are sitting and hear the sound of my voice, but more importantly, the compelling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, if they're not where they should be with you, draw them to you through a simple prayer of repentance, and you will forgive them. And you will write their name in the Lamb's book of life. Lord, I pray peace over every person. Over every mom and dad, every husband and wife, every widow, every widower, every young person, every divorcee, every single adult, young and old and everyone in between, those that have come on this property today to worship the Lord. We all understand our limitations. We all understand being obedient to civil authority because that's the authority that has been divinely placed over us by the Lord. But it is still a wonderful privilege. The psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Though we can't gather in the sanctuary today, the grounds that we are gathered on is holy ground. It's hallowed ground. Lord, as they go from this place, may your spirit rest upon them. Guide them, direct them, help them. Let peace, <laughs> let peace like a guard rule and reign in their hearts. We give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, friend, you are an overcomer. Go in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget as you leave to get your elements for communion. Tune in with us Friday night via our church app, Facebook Live, through our Vimeo account and enjoy a time of consecration together. He paid it all so that you could have it all. God bless you. Go in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit. And this week, no matter what happens around you, no matter what you hear, live in victory. Live in victory. We love you in the Lord.